Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a fresh new episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien with my boy, Scotty Upshaw Updog. Yo, yo. Our captain in the booth, Kevin Connolly. What's up, guys? And the man, the myth, the legend, the one-eyed bandit on the East Coast, Broadway Jimmy Hayes. What's up, boys? Hazy, we got to know what's going on with the eye patch real quick, bro. We were talking about it on the car ride off. We're worried about you. You're looking good now. You got it off now, so you're all good? I got the eye patch off, but I got to go see a specialist on Thursday. I decided to read a book two weeks ago, a 400-page book, and, yeah. and then the eye started to give out on you. So it's just okay. keep it to watching movies, Jimbo. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll never read a book again in my life. Now, why would you start now? Um, anyways, <laughs> moving right on to we're all golfers here. We're going to move into the U.S. Open. First thing I want to touch base on, I saw on Kevin Conley's Twitter, Cons, I got to talk to you about your setup. Listen, your golf setup, it looked good. Your knees were bent. Your head was up. Your shoulders were square. And listen, I'm not hating on you because I got the same problem. Mine's from sitting on the bench too much on the plane. Maybe yours is from being on set, director's chairs. You got to turn the shoulders and turn the <laughs> hip, fella. If you don't turn that, you're going to get no power cons. Listen, I, I posted it because it went in the cup. So I, I guess theoretically I do need to make that fix. But for that particular <laughs> shot, I lined up the right way because it was in the cup. Yeah, you know your captain's working hard when he's calling you not non-podcast related things and questions. He's asking about just, hey, up dog, how do I get more power on this fucking driver? I mean, I, I set up right. You gotta I got get good the hips grip. through. I'm like, cons, you gotta fucking tee it high, let her fly, buddy. No, that's what he said, Broadway. He, he gave me a half hour uh, lecture about my hips. I get it. I gotta get the hips out in front of the ball. I'm the hips on. don't lie. Hey, Shakira, Shakira, cons, the hips don't lie, buddy. Shakira, Shakira. That's it. I pulled. Oh, the, I pulled. So I pulled the Kobe Bryant today. I was out. At the at the track, four thirty, five o'clock, hitting balls in the dark before tee off, and I still fucking shot a shitty round, but whatever. Hey, listen, that's golf. You dedicated, I love it. And Broadway, we're gonna touch on the U.S. Open real quick. Give us your thoughts. We know you had a member, member, member guest. Did you watch U.S. Open? What did you think about that nerd biscuit winning it? Oh man, first off, that guy's definitely on the juice, or he's just on a Big Mac diet because this guy is a tank. All of a sudden, he can <laughs> absolutely stripe on cons. He gets his hips through that ball. Yeah, he does. But you know, when Tiger and Phil don't make the cut, I kind of lose interest a lot more quickly. Yeah, yeah. We need to see. We need to see those top dogs. You know, the old dogs too. Tiger and Phil. They fucking. You know, when you think of U.S. Open and majors, those guys coming down Sunday, those boys in the lead or or somewhere there, uh, it makes it all that more exciting. But fuck, tough watching Bryson DeChambeau fucking. Win I know. I, I mean, I love a guy that hits it deep, 
But not a guy that's just drinking these fucking coconut waters and protein <laughs> Speaking shakes. Speaking of hitting the deep and drinking, tell us your Wingfoot story, up dog, because this is legendary. Up, you played Wingfoot Broadway. Tell us how you went. Ooh, how, tell guy. us your approach to Wingfoot, up dog. Well, like normally, I showed up right to the first tee after an all-night bender in Philadelphia. Me and my, <laughs> me and my boy Stewie, Stewie's big big friend of the pod, I love Blano. making our t-shirts for those Blano, fans we out love there you. waiting for our waiting for our swag. Stewie's the best golfer I know, probably plus five handicap. My boy from back Ooh. home in Edmonton. And uh, I had him in Philadelphia for uh, for a little boys' trip back in fucking 08. And we went in for this hockey in Harlem. You ever heard of that tournament, Jimmy? Yeah. The yeah, hockey in Harlem tournament. They played at Wingfoot. So we have this all-night bender in Philadelphia just chasing Philly babes all over, you know, all over Market Street. <laughs> and we, we, we hum in in the morning. What were those jump. babes looking like? We fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear about those babes later when we bring on our guests. So we, we hum in there, and we get to play 36. I remember we played the first 18 with Manny Maholtra, who was at the time playing, I think, for the Rangers. And fucking this course was a beast. So getting to watch it, getting to watch the big boys out there this weekend, the big trees, fucking small little dinner plate, little nipple greens they have out there. <laughs> I mean, fuck, that, that's a disaster. You're spilling ni- you're, you're spilling 90. With, with oh, I mean, I, yeah, I was going to ask you that. I, I talked to Getzlav yesterday. Getz, he's a good stick. And I think you could, because you break 90, he said no chance. And our buddy Tom Doherty, who's a four handicap, says no way he breaks 100. But I said... With your TDs out there, which is straight to kill is what he drinks, I think he breaks 100. <laughs> is it really that hard? I mean, Kevin Dillon's a 20-year member of Wingfoot. You're telling me it's that hard? I mean, they had to buy extra property to push the tee boxes back at this track. So, I mean, they're, they're bumping the boys back for 500-yard par fours. I, I just think that old-school style of golf with the big trees and fucking getting the rough up in that U.S. Open, it, I mean, it's going to make things hard. Hans, did you see the picture of the rough? The guy put like a monster energy can in the rough and you couldn't even find the energy can. So imagine trying to find your ball hacking out of that shit. What do you hit out of that? A low well, iron? After I, after, I, after I fluff it up for you, Con, you, <laughs> you hit a fucking five iron. But if, you're, if I'm in your group, I'm like, Con, you're too good a guy. I'll fluff that up. You got to fluff that up. Let it ride Identify at the top of the grass. Ball. But it was, it was craziness, and I love talking golf with you boys. But let's get into let's get into the bubble talk. We've talked a lot about the, the players sacrificing. And listen, guys, these guys are in the finals. They've been there for two months now. It's crazy. I want to touch on the trainers. I, I don't know if our listeners know how hard these guys work on a daily basis on a regular NHL season. In the bubble, it's nuts to me. So uh, we want to touch on guys, two guys that we loved, Frosty and Moods in Florida. They were unbelievable. Uppy, just touch on on what they did for you in Florida and how hard these guys work, especially if they were stuck in a bubble. Hold on, Uppy. Before you answer that, I, I have a question for the layman's out there, like myself. What exactly does the equipment, aside from the obvious, what does the equipment manager do and what could be so great about these equipment managers and other, what do you, re- what do you rely on the equipment manager for? For me, the equipment managers are, are guys on your team who do all the extra legwork and don't get the credit for it. They're guys who are up till, you know, four or five in the morning after road trips, unpacking gear on the plane, uh, moving it into your room, airing it out. I mean, these guys are fucking digging through our bags, our wet skates, hanging Disgusting our socks. It's, fucking it's, bags. A, Gross. it's a gnarly yeah. job done for... You know, you picture an NHL season and 82 games and then into the playoffs. It, it's it's a consistent job. They're away from their families. They're away from their kids. You know, and then you think about the bubble. Ovi's talking about the bubble here. They're only allowed to bring 52 employees, including players, coaches, medical staff. These guys don't have their extra hands. You know, at, at home games, Jimmy, you know, these guys have, you know, two or three young kids helping them out, filling water bottles, doing all this stuff. They don't have that anymore. It's tough. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, I think you said it's the most underappreciated job in the NHL. 
And like you said, that was a great way to put it up. They're part of the team. They do all the dirty work, all the behind-the-scenes work. Everything goes unnoticed. And they're just guys that are continually there for players. Depending, they don't care who you are. If you're a rookie or you've been in the league for 15 years, they're going to take care of you no matter what. Yeah, they're like the unsung heroes, cons. And I, I'm just curious to you, what a guy on set, who does that for you? Who's the guy on set that's like, hey, helps you get through your day and does the little things to make sure you at your best performance? Well, there, there's there's different parts to that to that job, but is it that that's a that's a loaded question. I okay, I, yeah. I, I like the analogy, but I think yeah, they got the, the fluffers in the fucking. <laughs> I think the equipment manager is obviously different, but I mean, it's like he's a guy where you're never going to go and crack open your bag and uh, you're going to be missing an elbow pad, right? Like everything is there. Set your watch by it. Whatever you need, yeah. it's going to be there. Good thing Lupul had those trainers, eh? How many Fucking times did Lupul, Lupul forget oh his skates God. at some Yeah, Cons, bro, what do you love this? So Loops how do you at, forget your skates? I'll tell you how he does it. Loops lives on the beach, and he's going to come in next week, so we'll get him to tell a story. So we would have to drive from the beach to Anaheim Ice in Anaheim. It's like 45 minutes. Two or three times a summer, this guy would come in, <laughs> undo his bag, look down, be like, fuck, boys, forgot my wheels. And me and Uppy would lose our mind. <laughs> then we'd go out to skate, and there you see Lupo leaving the rink, carrying his bag. Fucking NHL All-Star carrying his bag. No, so. no one would be more upset, too, eh? Because... At fucking loops, he'd, he'd like to get out there and fucking snap it around. Uh, he loved it, but he, those are some of the best times. I'm like, sure. what'd you do? You couldn't skate. He's like, I just went and got a little workout, worked on my tan, so it wasn't a bad day. But I he just used to leave a sorry, but yeah. he used to leave his skates out on the beach because he would sweat like a motherfucker. So his skates would be just completely drenched if he left them inside. So he'd just leave them out in the sun, and then half the time he'd fucking <laughs> forget them. Or if he did bring them in, they'd be oh. full of fucking sand. <laughs> Well, the equi- also, too, the equipment managers get the day with the cup, so that says it right there. Yeah, they get their day. They earned it. Let's just t- touch on Frosty and Moods. These two guys, I was up and down that year, Con, so I played about 10 games, but I was up three or four times, and besides Broadway and Upshaw and a couple of guys, I, I would go in there and see them right away, like give them a hug, tell them, just to- to explain how much these guys meant to you two guys before that year because they're two of the best to ever do it. I would go sit in their room before every single game 100%. just to shoot with those guys because it was just they would just make you laugh. They loosen you up for the game. They get you all dialed in. They get you all fired up. They had always had my Red Bull sitting right in my stall, ready for me to go. <laughs> all my stuff was always perfectly packed, like perfectly set up on my stall. Just everything I needed right there in line. Frosty and Moods are one of a kind type trainers, and I got Frosty again in New Jersey. Yeah, he's such a beauty, boys. I had him too in Nashville my very first year. Both of them. So I had Whoa. him since I was 18. Wow. And, but you deal. know, Frosty, you just got it. So Frosty, for example, cons. Frost sent you a fucking hockey night in Canada. To I'm still waiting for house. it. Oh, you it's got coming it? in. I forgot it. I had to use it. It was a big weekend. Jesus. So. You might want to wash that cons before you put it anywhere. Wash that <laughs> baby. Who knows what that towel is? That towel feels anything less than off the shelf. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near it. Hey, so no, so Frosty, boys, he would always have, like, one of his buddies, such a well-liked guy, so you come in early. I met Bobby Orr in his fucking office one day. I went in just to have my coffee. That's where I met Bobby Orr. Totally. So he would always have one of his buddies from another team or just someone. Like, he'd have, fuck, musicians, whoever. He was such a well-liked guy. And you go in, and all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, fuck. Frosty's like, come meet meet Bobby Orr. I'm like, awesome. Things like that that... These guys, year after year, they build relationships, and, you know, they don't make a lot of money. Uh, well, that was going to be my question. Do they earn a decent living? Boys, they, I mean, they don't make a lot of money, but what you learn as a young player from the older guys on your team is how to treat these trainers, how to take them, how to spend time. You take them for dinner, Con, so on the, on the road, if you get a good night out, you invite them for dinner. A couple of the boys are going to a nice steakhouse. Green light, drink some nice vino. Green light. Fucking right. bring them up. Rookie parties, make sure they're on the bus. Things like that. You know, you get such... 
good moments that these guys would love to share with you. And what is a what is a what is a big what is a big uh, shot? What is uh, Getzlaff text? Uh, what does Getzlaff tip the trainer? Not saying Getzlaff, but what's the what? What is uh, Kevin Hayes tipping the uh, trainers? My guess, Kevin Hayes is giving each equipment guy at least five to ten thousand dollars. Wow, that's National League. That's, that's a, that's that's a National ticket. League tip. That's big I'd be ticket. shocked if he did not give them that. And then each milestone these guys hit, the guys appreciate them so much that the team will chip in and buy him like a sick bottle of wine. I remember when Frosty, I think he hit like fifteen hundred games as an equipment manager, and we got him a big bottle of Opus One with a custom on it, and like it was, oh, it was sick. For my fifth hundred game, uh, he 500? said five hundred. Fifth hundred. Five hundred. Baby, I'm hot today. That's all right. You it's the baby. second Coors Light I just cracked. It's yeah, tasty. You're looking good in that hat. Uh, that Action Park Media hat looks good on you yeah, too. By so the way. that my five hundredth game, boys, I played it in New York. Like later on that season, in came a nice Magnum bottle engraved like the fucking. It was St. Louis Blues versus the versus New York Rangers, Madison Square Garden. Happy five hundredth game. Congrats, Frosty. Like badass. Your favorite game awesome. was at MSG. Oh yeah. Did you did you tell me you stayed in New York I after? Went out after? Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's Mac a Daddy, the Mac Daddy, Daddy took me out. My five hundreds was on a back to back. I was played four shifts with Hartley, so I'm glad you got. <laughs> I was just lucky. I'm like, this guy better not cut me before I get five hundred for fuck's sakes around here. But Wouldn't you like to just smack that guy? If man. I ever see that guy, I'm telling you, who? Oh, oh, Bob Hartley. If I ever see him, I could make a list of people. That's a whole other podcast. But is he a player? No, he was. He was the only. Coach, listen, I, I got in. A, I was in coach's dog houses. I get it. You missed I, a couple curfews. No, but Bob Hartley was a bad person. Uh, if you don't like me as a player, fine. But when you start judging my, my character as a guy, then, I, then we got issues. He's just, he's just a bad dude. But um, for the trainers out there, especially Frosty and Moods, we love you guys. And for fans out there, these trainers, they do a lot for NHL guys. So uh, they make the league kind of run. But Honorary shout out to my boy Nasty, too. Nasty, I heard he's yeah. a beauty. Nasty, nasty yep. in Philly. Yeah, I'm sure. It, oh, yeah. yeah. Boys all got stories about nasty. Yo, Jimmy Broadway, Broadway. What do we got? I listen. I like your rumor mill better than I like Obes and Uppies for that matter. What do you got? That's because he's still working out with all the boys. He's I got still a fucking stay. I got shape. a juicy one. Go what ahead, do brother. you got? I got some trade rumors that are about to fly, and it's gonna start <laughs> with one kid that I'm working out with, Ryan Donato. Say goodbye to Minnesota and all those tall, smoking blondes and get your ass to Nashville to get some country blondes, baby. <laughs> and then I got Johnny Hockey. You can leave your Canadian phone in Calgary and get on a plane and get your ass to Philly and go play with my brother. Wow. And I think Borachek, you might have to get your Euro, Canadian, and American phone back, buddy. Fuck, he looks <laughs> like a Viking. Borachek uh, would fit right up. In, so up that's in just Calgary. a straight-up swap? I'm hearing it's going to be Johnny Hockey and something else. I'm not sure what to Philly for Borachek and Gothis Bear, but that's a lot of money for Calgary to be taking on. So there's going to have to be a juicy prospect coming from Philly too. I think Philly needs to shake something up, and Calgary is another team that needs to shake something up too. They're underachieved this year. Both teams that were supposed to or expected to do big things in the playoffs and just didn't. Are your boy over there? I mean, uh, yeah. I don't think Borachek's the fucking answer for Calgary, but. That's the trade. You're th- is that the trade we're thinking? That's the that's the rumor I heard because Borachek's oh. the only big dog with the no movement clause, so it's the only one that makes sense. I think that's a good trade for Philly, and we'll get our boy Flowers' opinion on it. But I think that's a good trade for Philly. Yeah, like I said, Philly, the the city of Philly doesn't put up with them. Not you know when they have a good team and a great goalie, and they're expected to fucking run for that cup, and they don't. Shit needs the shit hits the fan up in Philadelphia. As we've seen, <laughs> as we've seen. And then there's another big rumor floating around right now with the first overall pick. 
the New York Rangers are supposedly sending the first pick to Ottawa for Brady Kachuk in a third overall pick. Now, that is an absolute win for Brady Kachuk. And the third overall pick. Wow. Okay. Listen, I would be shocked if that happened, but I like it. Because Ottawa has three first-round picks, I think, coming up in this draft. I think they have three because of the Carlson deal. So that yeah, that could maybe well. that could maybe work. Poor Lafreniere, you're going you're going from fucking going oh out in God. One Oak and NYC after you <laughs> score a hat trick in your first game to fucking Bucknuckville in Ottawa. Actually, I bet what she I bet she Ottawa? does better in Ottawa than he would do in New York, well, especially he when he's French. young. Yeah. I wonder if he can speak dirty French. Hey, hey, Broadway. So if you were gonna if you were gonna grade your your rumors, where where do you put that that pick? Uh, the begin, the, the top, the middle, the bottom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How strong of a rumor is that? <laughs> We're just letting these rumors dry. From from my source, that I will not reveal. Don't reveal your source, Broadway. Please don't. My source is never going to get revealed. But he's with somebody who's in contact with many GMs. So this rumor is this thing's starting to heat up here. I think, and it's going to be first reported by Missing Curfews Project. Yeah, that would be sweet. So New York's thinking, you know, we can go from having a, a, a maybe perhaps a young McDavid to just being better right now, getting Brady, you know, Brady to Chuck, who's who's proven he's and We're if he get Byfield at three, yes, okay, that kid so can I get skate. That. that kid's good. Yeah. Will Brady ever be what Matthew is in Calgary? Because if so, that's a legit pickup. Big Big Wolf Kachuk says Brady's tougher than Matthew. He said Brady would beat the shit out of Matthew. If you can get Brady and that young kid, say his name again, Broadway, because I'm going to butcher it. The kid that plays in Sudbury. Uh, Byfield? Yeah, he can skate. He's a big kid. If you could get Brady to Chuck and him, fuck, that's something to think about. If that's a Rangers. win. Does I he mean, wear bifocals like you got on right now? I <laughs> know. Uh, these are, these are uh, Ricky Vaughn right here, baby. These are you got to get the Forget white tape the on there. Ricky. Oh, Wild thing. thing. Give him the year. The year. <laughs> <laughs> Cons, I got a rumor. I don't know the inside like Broadway, but I got a rumor about your Islanders that I heard yesterday on NHL Network Radio with my boy Steve Coolis. Patrick Line from the Winnipeg Jets Lou Lamorella is interested in him. I don't know what's going back, but what would you think about having a sniper like that on your Islanders? Well, what's it cost us there? What that are we that at? I haven't heard, so I can do some more digging. But just in general, do you like having a guy that could stand on the top of the circle on your power play and fucking rip a cheddar? Now, listen, I hope, I hope that's true, but isn't he one of those guys that kind of plays He's when he wants soft. to play and then doesn't show take up? He some nights off, Con. He takes nights off. So I'm not – listen – I like I play every night. I hit golf balls at five a.m. until it gets the sun comes up. I like a hard worker. I don't, you know. I mean, listen, he's but he had a fifty a couple of years, didn't he? I mean, he scored forty. He had fifty one year. Maybe I know. Uh, maybe he, I know I'm making that. No, no, he hasn't hit fifty yet, boys. I don't think he has. He can shoot the puck better than anyone I've I've ever seen. Almost, he's had like forty six, thirty, and thirty or something like that, or, or close to that. He's, yeah, he's but he won like twenty games one time without scoring a goal. Is like, he you a can't team be a guy? Goal and do that. Team guy, Broadway. I, I wonder if he's a team guy. Because we uh, play team hockey out there in the island. From the sounds of it, no. Yeah, that team. I, I don't know. I see that Winnipeg team being a little bit up in shambles with with you know the camaraderie there. I don't think they're yeah. all fucking well, flying to Vegas after the, tri- after the season's over. Are well, they, they? they can't win because they got to no, live in Winnipeg. They probably all went home <laughs> two <laughs> days later. they got to live in Winnipeg too, so that's What's this line going to think when he's got to shave his fucking ugly beard for Lula Amarillo if he gets there? Yeah, that's true. That he thing was that fucking thing. ugly, boys. He, <laughs> I mean, when he had that thing, he's hit with the all-ugly tree. Yeah. What's that What's that lady from um, Game of Thrones? 
That's, that's what he looks like. <laughs> the, the, the big, big one? Viking chick? <laughs> Jesus. I actually think she's kind of hot. Oh, God. Uh -oh. Uppy, you hey. can find beauty uh, in everybody. How many Coors Lights? <laughs> uh, no, uh, Uppy had a few comments for Game of Thrones. I'm going to not even put on Mr. Curfew, but they were fucking <laughs> nice. my, my favorite show ever. Uh, listen, it, how do you about want this? him on so your we, squad or what? Yeah, I do. I, if, I mean, fuck, if he's going to put 40 up and that, listen, Lou will come slap him right in his face if he doesn't, if he's not playing team hockey. But uh, yeah, you got a guy like that. They got to put somebody uh, with this Peugeot kid. Trotsy teach him how to play some D. Yeah. Trotsy will keep him in order. Maybe Trotsy's what he just with that's, the doctor ordered. That's a great point by both of you. And my only concern when I watch that kid play because I had these myself. He's got some slow boots. He's got some slow boots, and the game ain't getting any slower. Uh, it's not slowing down anytime soon, so that would be my only concern. My only concern, slow like boots. You guys boots? accuse everybody of having slow boots. That's just my opinion. I had some fucking quick getaway sticks. <laughs> Uppy can skate. Yeah, Broadway can skate. I had slow I need, boots. I, no, I needed, I needed half the zone. If you could let me go blue line behind the net, get going. Yeah, that could skate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me I too, wasn't, I wasn't going to my getaway sticks. The first three steps weren't the fastest. <laughs> Broadway, that was always the worst thing when I looked at wingers being a winger when you got to stop on the wall and then start up again. I'm like, oh, that's got to suck. Or pick one <laughs> off the wall. Six, when your D-man just rips I love coming down the wall on a winger when he stopped, and I'm like, this guy's got nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm coming hard, and I, I'm coming high at him, too, so look out. Oh, Listen, being 6'5 with no knee bend, that's a, that's a tough way to get going. <laughs> if any of these rumors come through, I'll be impressed. Uh, there's a lot. Oh. There's a couple. Because also, too, those are big rumors. Broadway, big yeah. ones. Boy, Broadway, stir the pot we're, up. I love it. We're not going little on missing curfew. This isn't a little boy podcast. This is the big boys. Okay, great great job, Broadway, on the insider scoop. Let's move into some Stanley Cup playoffs. And the first thing I want to ask you guys is four players and, and cons, too. It, it's some, some fans put it into our, our message at missing curfew. And I kind of think about it, too. I, I never was in the Eastern Conference or Western Conference Finals. But the superstition of touching the trophy or not touching the trophy – does it matter moving in? What do you, do you think it's stupid, or what would you do, Uppy, if you were in that situation? I think it's fucking stupid because I'm not very superstitious. But yep. you know, if there's a, if there's a history on it, then you know you gotta you gotta kind of respect that. I don't think there is. I think um, you know, in in 08, the Pittsburgh Penguins didn't touch it and they lose to Detroit. Next year, Crosby says fuck it, grabs it. Team fucking huddles around him. They go beat Detroit. I mean, so if Sid the Kid can do it, why can't anyone else do it? But well, I Sid like... the Kid can do a lot of things that nobody else well, can do. <laughs> he sure can. That's right. true, cons. Fuck. But listen, I'm with you, Uppy. I, I, look, I, I, I am kind of superstitious, and I still think at the end of the day, whether or not you touch that cup's got nothing to do with if you're going to win. Just kind of like if we're watching uh, a football game at goal and you, you, you know, you, you're not going to be able to, oh, but you can't freeze my field goal kicker from 3,000 miles away. You just can't do it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. If there's a history behind it when you're not touching it, then yeah, I can understand that. But you know what? You guys just worked your ass off to win that trophy. If you want to hoist it up, hoist the damn thing up. I mean, yeah, that's... Go ahead, up. Maybe ahead. not parade around with the fucking thing, but you can kind of touch it, maybe rub touch its balls it, yeah. a bit. What about, yeah. What about, what, rub? what about if secretly we win the fucking Western Conference and no one sees us and then we take the trophy? Of oh, course that, that happens. happens. That happens? Does that <laughs> happen? Of course. Because that's what you I want to do. Campbell, you're just well, I'm like, okay, back. boys, we don't touch it on the ice. We don't. But listen, we're going to Stanley Cup Finals. Fuck, we're playing Tampa. They're pretty good. Should we take this Western Conference out right now for a night to give us some mojo? And in the finals, you probably don't think like that. That's probably why I never won. But that could maybe happen. I'm with you, though. Like, I, what Broadway and, and Uppy said is you respect the tradition, right? So it's really more about tradition than it is about, like, I, you know, I don't, like, go running up and touching the Stanley Cup because traditionally I don't do that, right? Yeah. 
but it doesn't gonna, it's not going to affect whether you win or lose. And the only reason I said that about winning the Western Eastern Conference because what, if you do lose in the Stanley Cup Finals, you're not going to feel like partying with the Western Conference trophy then because you just lost the Stanley Cup. Or are you no still going to be like, fuck, let's bring the Western Conference trophy? No. I mean, look at baseball. There. These guys fucking rage every time they win. That's they, true. They win a wild card series. They win the playing game. They're like fucking champagne and everything. It's, it's like sick. when Corona was over, everyone's just fucking throwing bottles around. It's just, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Baseball is not allowed to celebrate this year because of Corona, I heard. No celebrating every division series this year, boy. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. I haven't watched Fuck it. Put, a, put some fans in the seats. Every no sport kidding. sucks. Let's right get some fucking talking. fans going. <laughs> Spread them out or sucks. something. Like wow. Jack. Like, geez. So let's move into game one and game two. I'm going to start the trend here. I'm going to sound like the old school guy. I'm going to talk about Tampa. Their power play, I think, was 0 for, I don't know, 11 or 12 or something. Or 0 for 7 heading in the first game. They take the they take the um, the two D men off and put Killhorn out there. He goes right to the fucking blue paint. He's in front of Hugh Dolben, which opens up the the seam for Kucherov uh, over to your boy Palat, who buries in a wide open net. My point is more of that from Tampa. Get to that blue paint Broadway, and that's where good shit will happen. Yeah, that's exactly where, right. Killhorn was doing his job, causing all that havoc and getting in the mad Russians' eyes, and and then you let your players like Kucherov and Palat make plays and just seam guys and. Plot just shoves it in the empty net. I just love where this series is going physically. Oh. It's turned into a fucking man's fucking Stanley Cup final. Two like sure the, you can you can see like the the veteran presence of the of the Jamie Benz, the Perrys, you know, and then like fucking you know, Luke Shen and the boys who want to play fucking rough hockey. They're playing for the cup, boys. In in two weeks, if you didn't bring it physically in this thing, you know you have a chance. You're you're not winning the fucking cup. You got to fucking play physical, play hard, try to try to beat this team out of the rink, and that's what I, I love seeing that out of Tampa. Game two, they really brought fucking physical energy because they got they got their asses kicked in game one. Dallas Dallas was ready to play, they weren't. Um, so yeah, it's turned into a good physical series. I love it. Well, so. I don't know if you, yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, sounds of summer. <laughs> sounds Irish of summer. crickets. Irish crickets. I went to go, uh, looks like Obi polished off that bottle of wine, so I guess I had to go with the Coors Light. There's a, I saved you a little bit in all here, right, but that's yeah, all yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I got Irish crickets. A little wine, here. little can of dips. I knew I should have brought two. I didn't know if I, I didn't, my bad. But anyways, <laughs> I was just going to say about Jamie Ben real quick. I agree with you. Like, this guy fucks. He's, you know what? I had this this little argument between Flowers, actually, who we're going to hear from later about Sagan uh-huh. and Ben. I know it's first world problems, but Jamie Ben, like you said, physically engaged. He hits Kucherov last night. Kind great of acts, hit. Great Fuck hit. It. Fucking hey, right. I didn't, hit. See, I didn't see it, buddy. Keep your fucking head up. But what, what do yeah. you think, Broadway? I agree with you. Like he, Jamie Ben is he's been my favorite player to watch. I mean, you got these high end guys that are making plays all night, but Jamie Ben. He's got, I think, 10 goals now or whatever he's got. Where, what's he at, Jamie Ben? His fucking playoff beard's nasty, and too. And he's just, no yeah, visor. he just looks like an absolute player, and he's playing so hard. And, like, that first game, there was 106 hits. Like, this is the NHL Finals. This is unbelievable right now. These guys are putting it on the line and entertaining us. It just feels like that, that C just looks good on his jersey. Fuck, no visor. I love that. Boys, have you guys ever seen a guy walk the blue line? And, when, and for fans out there, like, walking the blue line means fucking being able to cradle the puck as a defenseman. Open in those the, hips. Like, three <laughs> no, we don't know what that means. Explain that to us. Okay, so the old 10 and 2. You know, you, you know yeah, how you're taught you. to drive? Oh, my hips can't do that. 10 and 2 on the steering right. wheel, right? Well, new age hockey, and I'm going to say new age. Yeah. Probably the last seven, eight years, you've seen players come in. Actually, Sidney Crosby was the first to do it. He came in the league. He used to play so low. His center of gravity would be so low to the ice. And then when we'd go get pucks to protect it, his feet would turn out. Like, his fucking toes would turn 10 and 2. And he could just cradle 
like protect the puck, protect the puck. I feel blah, like blah, blah. Barzell does that, a version of that. It's, yeah. it's this new way of skating. It's like edge skating. Before it was fucking skate straight ahead and fucking hammer the wall, go right to the net. Put the guy in the third row. You know, oh, just but, run him through the end of the now, class. All these, like the Skinners, the, the you know, Skinners, like a figure skater, yeah. fucking great on his edges. Yeah. He scores so, a bunch of goals every year but, as well. My point to this whole thing is this Klingberg boys can fucking get every shot through because he walks the line. You saw it yesterday on the Pavelski goal. Where he's just his feet with one glide, he can just open up, and it's impossible for a winger to fucking protect that sh- to, to block that shot. I yeah, mean, how do you if, get your coach, if your coach gives you shit for trying to fucking stay in that lane the whole time, it's impossible. So having a guy like that, you're seeing how important it is to have offensive D men who can get pucks through. It's crucial, and it's how you score goals in the playoffs. And it's a great it's a great point, up dog. You're right as a D man. I'm going to say for a forward, Pawlowski on that tip, and you guys would know. Oh. You guys both went to. The, like, that was one of the best tips I've ever seen, Broadway. Got, he wasn't even have inside ice, gets his stick up. So, without Pavelski, that goal doesn't happen either, Broadway. Exactly. I mean, it's like, like you said, it's the yeah, Klinberg that's just a, an elite defenseman blocking the blue line. He's got 16 assists now. And then you get Pavelski. This guy, that was his 10th goal last night. This guy just scores everywhere he plays. I think those are both great points by you boys. Uppy, what you said is so true. This series is on. It's beginning to be a man series. And I'm going to do it, boys. Cons, I'm going to do it again. I know I sound like a fucking milk whiner. Carton. I'm putting the fucking refs on the milk carton <laughs> oh, again. <God. laughs> I'm watching the game last night. I barbecued up some nice stuff. I had burgers without a bun because I'm trying to stay light, but it probably doesn't work. Start off the game. Power play for Tampa. Power play for Tampa. Power play for Tampa. Then what do they do? Then they want to swing the ice the other way and go back to oh, Dallas. Man. So I just think, refs, it's the Stanley Cup Finals. Can you please stop calling fucking penalties up, dog, right? Yeah, Stanley Cup fucking finals, boys. It's on. Let's just, you know, we, we have offensive fucking chances all over the ice already. Let's keep it to two, three power plays each a game. Like you said, you've seen John Cooper's lips. Ref the fucking game, not the score. Yeah, all right, listen. Uh, look, the Islanders gave up. They, they had those two four-minute fucking majors in overtime uh, against Tampa. And you go, uh, you know, we're Kucherev, we got, he had a bloody nose. But, like, he didn't get cut. His oh, nose yeah. was bleeding. That was, a bad, that was a bad call. But if guys are getting given penalties, you got to call them. Uh, yeah, I agree. But the five-on-five five play is it's huge. It's the whole flow of the game. And if you start doing power plays, you start killing the flow. And then guys are going to get out of rhythm. And it's going to screw the, the entertainment factor of the game. So I just think we got to get this five-on-five all the time here, and it's so much fun watching these guys just run each other. Can we laugh at the big rig yesterday, Patty Maroon, when he went in? <laughs> That's he, I don't think he skated that fast since he was probably fucking That's top speed for the big 17 rig. years old and probably 180 pounds. He went in so fast, got a great chance. Great chance, shot it off the pad, came in, fucking barrels over Godobin. It's, it's a hockey play. It's fucking... Yeah. You're going to the... It's, it's impossible. Now, if the goalie's in the crease and you do that and he flies into the back of his net... Penalty, or if you score, if they, if if there's an offensive chance right after that, and ta- uh, and Tampa scores, refs decision maybe call like no goal, then an interference. But you can't just fucking throw a guy in the box for that. I think that those kind of penalties kind of separate, you know, ruin the flow of the game. It really does. Updog Broadway cons great points on that. It, it, it's it's Stanley Cup final, and listen, this time next week, you know, it's going to be game five or six, or you know, is the series still going to be going on? It's 1-1. Uppy, give me your final thoughts on, on how this series is going to go moving forward. Yeah, next week this thing can be over, boys. And my milk carton, I'm going to throw this out there right, just right quick, is the fucking NHL for bringing the Stanley Cup already out and showing it before the fucking game one. That, that tradition is, that was ruined. 
you got to fucking players should not see the Stanley Cup in the rink on the ice before a closeout game in either overtime exactly or when they're up fucking four nothing with fucking six minutes to go and you know the fucking white gloves come out yeah and the fucking the carton opens up you the, know the crate the opens up you know and there's the, the fucking Lord Stanley Silverman that's when you see it so yes we got two weeks and this thing's over boys the yeah. bubble has been a huge success I love fucking watching playoff hockey this has been incredible we got a best of five. Is it, for the go, cup. Is it gonna it's go gonna six? Fucking a, a, it's going six. Is it going boys. six? Yeah, six, going seven six games. Seven. We're gonna see some. Uh, I hope we keep the physical play up. We're gonna see some fucking uh, big moments, some big goals, some fucking big plays by some big players. And all I can say is I hope to see Steven Stamkos back. Ooh. Listen, I, I, I think the uh, the expression game seven is thrown around a little often for me, but I think this one's gonna go seven games, maybe six, but I'm gonna say seven games. And uh, as far as who's going to win, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier. At the end of the day, there's a, there's a few guys on each team that you wouldn't mind see hoisting the cup. I'm a big Jamie Benn fan. I'd like to see that. And then again, you know, there are guys on Tampa Bay, those fucking losers, that um, could uh, that also probably deserve that probably deserve it. So there's, there's, either way, there's there's winners. You know, there's guys that you're going to want to see be successful. Broadway Jimmy Hayes, what do you got? I think it's definitely going seven because the JW Marriott staff is not letting anybody get out there early. And I just think that I got Tampa in seven. And I, I honestly think Steven Stamkos is making an appearance in this series. I don't know when, but he is coming back. That's a great point by you, Broadway. Uh, I agree. The boys don't want to leave the bubble yet for the JW. <laughs> I forgot to bring this up earlier. Great job, Broadway. Steven Stamkos. Uh, I knew him as a kid. I love him. Uppy, if I'm in his situation, I heard it's a core injury. Do you do whatever it takes to play, or do you just let the team do it? If you're Steven Stamkos, do you play yes or no? Oh, yeah. I'm eating whatever I need to eat. Perk daddies, or I'm I'm jumping <laughs> in. I'm taping Advil to it. I am playing in pain. There's fucking A. I'm going, boys. I've played this game way too long. If I have a chance to win the Stanley Cup with my boys, and I can move my feet, and John Cooper puts me in the lineup, I'm fucking playing. I'm the captain of this team. It's my team. Let's go. Uh, yeah, personally, I think if it weren't the Stanley Cup Finals, you wouldn't see him. My guess is if Tampa gets off to a good lead, they're going to let him dress up and skate around so he can, you know, grab the cup and lift it up and he's in uniform and he will have played a couple games. But I don't think he's an impact player in this series at all. And I also think that John Cooper's a bit of a creep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's no bitterness still towards the Tampa no, Bay I don't, from But Tampa. I don't like him. He's smug and, and no he's a fucking creep. And I'm glad I said it. I actually <laughs> heard that guy goes to Gaza Ranch and gets pinned. But I've heard he's kind of fucking a different creep. <laughs> Broadway, give us final thoughts with you, buddy, on Stammer. Does he play? Should he play? I think? I think Stamkos is going to play because him at 50% is better than 80% of the league to begin with. So I think he's going to get his ass out there. Welcome back from break. And obviously, thanks to our boy Broadway, Jimmy Hayes, weekly huge part of missing curfew and now we got a real friend of the pod um a guy from philadelphia we've known for a long time our boy your boy up dog what do you got to say about this guy the king of the backdoor tappins <laughs> and the premier let's be honest yeah one of our best friends uh one of one to party with this guy from philadelphia who is uh you know the premier jeweler of the nhl and all athletes all over the fucking planet Larry Flowers. Boys, how are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Larry Flowers Jeweler, right? That's what it is? Larry I might, Flowers Jewelry on Instagram. You yeah. might see billboards in and around California and probably soon all over the country. Who the fuck is Larry Flowers? Yeah, who, that's a great billboard. Who the fuck is Larry In case anyone's Flowers? wondering, 
He's right here, and he's a beauty. Do you know that our buddy down in California has the, the Jenga blocks, right? Jaffe has the Jenga blocks. I was over there the other night when I fell off the wagon cons. And Is I'm that playing. when he disappeared for four days? <laughs> no, that was when he blocked you yeah. accidentally on his contact. And he actually hadn't disappeared. He yeah. just fucked it. And you, you, you do the Jenga, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at it. Whatever's on the fucking block, you got to do. And the one thing it says is, who the fuck is Larry Flowers? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who put that on there. <laughs> Boys, thanks for having me on. This is, uh, the studio is beautiful. We've been doing this basically for a long time, and now it's official. So congrats. Thank you. So this is your first time in the studio, right? It sure is. Con's made it fucking National League, didn't he? It's beautiful. It really is. Congrats, like Con. my jersey selection out in the hallway? Uh, it'd be better if you had a Flowers one up there, but you know. <laughs> well, well, Flowers Blues to... jersey. He, the he, Flowers he, Blues jersey. In there. It's going hot on, on fucking on, on the internet. Double zero. He's not gonna... It's signed by the whole squad. Fuck, I tell you. He's ya. not going to put up your Pee Wee Junior Flyers fucking jersey in the studio. But... <laughs> it was midget double A, eh? Flowers, real quick, let's touch on your summer real quick. Where have you been? What have you been doing all summer, brother? Yeah, I went home July 4th to see my mother for her 70th and uh, spent my summer down the shore, Jersey Shore, and uh, it was really great. Perfect Couldn't for you. be back, though. Perfect for you. Jersey Did you see? Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking dead. You fit in the Jersey Shore. I've never been, but I no think shirt, you. No shirt. Boy, it's nicer than you think, I swear. Actually, he's got a little fucking, uh, you know, thumping cabin he's got there, doesn't he? A little one bedroom. I know he goes back <laughs> all and chases All I need is 350 square feet, <laughs> All you need is 350 a... square feet and 30 oh. seconds, and you can get it done, can't you? It <laughs> <laughs> kills a kill. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kill is a kill, Flowers. Flowers. I don't know if I ever told you this, but my rookie first year in the American League rookie party was in Atlantic City. Get out. I actually tried to fight Pierre Pronto on the bus after the fucking rookie party. But yeah, I was in Atlantic City. I had, fuck, I was 19 years old. I She's a bit years. grimy in Atlantic City. She, I liked it, though. Nice. And we had to leave because the bus was leaving. And I was like, fuck that. Let's get a room here. They're like, our captain, Casey Higgins, is like, oh, but you can't. You got to go back. Yeah, but you have to get back on the team bus. You got to. Like, but I mean, the National League now, buddy. And no, that was the American League. That was oh, a jungle, yeah, baby. Fuck that. Get a room. Sometimes getting on that team bus is the worst thing to do. You might as well just, sometimes you like to stay and get a little... <laughs> A little greasy. That's why you've been AC before, huh? I used to throw. Uh, we used to throw team parties when I played with the Flyers at the Borgata. Uh, <laughs> you know, call it what it is. One day, me and Lupul, fucking after a game, we made a decision to either go back home to Philly after we won a game, or just fucking bomb across the Walt Whitman Bridge, about a forty-five minute drive right into AC. Went to the Borgata. Let me guess what you guys did. Went to the Borgata. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you guys late. went to the Borgata. <laughs> listen, listen. Stayed up super late. Jumped in our car in our suits to go back to practice. Cops oh. pull me over. Oh, yeah. Fuck. About 7 a.m., I'm out fucking in the middle of this rainstorm. Cop has a full trench coat on. I have his shirt and tie still on. We, I mean, we went to bed. It wasn't like a fucking all-night bender. Were you in the Alpina? No, I had an M6 at okay, the time. Still beam guy, though. Beam that, yeah, that's guy. okay. That's so Loops is in the passenger seat, and he pretty much thinks this is a full joke. Like, the cop is like, excuse me, sir, can you, can you step outside the vehicle? I'm like, all right, fuck. So I get out there, and he has me in the middle of this pouring rain do the old walk fucking straight line. The heel toe express. And let me tell you, I wasn't still pinned nothing. Come on. He might have smelt a little booze, maybe seen some lipstick on my collar. <laughs> but I got out, and I fucking walked this straight line. But then he has me do, like, the nose touch. And I've never yeah, I've never been part of, like, a fucking <laughs> DUI test in my life. <laughs> and I'm fucking touching my nose. Now Lupul's like, okay, joke's over. Like, we got to be to practice. Yeah. And so he, he texts a couple guys, like, hey, fuck, just so you know, we might be a little late. 
Next thing you know, I'm looking at Loops. I'm like, you got to call team security. Like, I, we might literally miss practice Loops here. Loops is like, fuck, I'm on the first power play unit here. I'm going to get back. <laughs> so, uh, lo and behold, you know, I was sober, and I did pass this fucking test with flying colors. Fuck. Meanwhile, I need to go home first, get a full new suit and tie because my fucking thing was drenched. But, uh, you know, the fucking but you, AC. You, you, so you passed the field sobriety, but they didn't make you blow. They did not make me blow. Thank cost. God. You never blow, well, right? Because you never you know never where blow. you're going to blow, blow in blow. the morning. Well, that's what I'm saying. Totally. If they made you blow, you probably would have been in jail. I, there's, you never blow. How's that AC jail? Probably. Does it not have any great. air conditioning in there? <laughs> Does the AC not jail not have any great. AC? It's not that's perfect. a fucking scary story, though. That is. That God, is. I'll be that kid. So, cautionary tale right there, bro. Yeah, that's why you know to be careful. I never drink and drive, ever. But fucking A. We never drink and drive unless it's out of the golf course before the sun goes down because then it doesn't that's feel like gets, you're drinking and driving. <laughs> and that's why Getsy gives us a sprinter van when we come up yeah. here and we have a couple cores light. Getsy, we're going to need that sprinter van a little say, more. Getsy, stop. Flower. Hey, you guys looking for that fucking we sprinter van We need that sprinter today. van, Getsy. We love you. We need that sprinter Flowers, did you know the up dog and Loops when they played for the Flyers? I knew Loops. I met Loops when he was in Philly. Um, his last year in Philly, actually. I met him in, in L.A., actually, uh, at a game when he was, uh, he, he was uh, injured. Uh, we Shocker. went upstairs. Cody introduced us. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, Loops. Yeah, uh, uh, Cody introduced us. Our boy Cody and uh, been friends ever since. Met you, beauties, and uh, I remember that game. Loops, was, Loops came in and was like, "Fuck, I think my groin's pretty sore." Tonight. Yeah, I'm looking at him. I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, the groin's pretty sore. Like, I probably could push through it, but fuck, I got to get up to Hollywood after yeah. this sick party." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, my back's sore too. Fuck." <laughs> So now that your boys with Lupo and Upshaw and, and looking back as a Dyer Flyers fan, so I know you are, when you watch these guys play hockey, were you like, fuck, these guys play hard, Upshaw goes to the net, Lupo's got a fucking sick release, they're both good-looking guys. These are guys I want to fucking mix it with and miss curfew with them. Is that something you were thinking about? Obes, totally. I mean, obviously, I'm a diehard Flyers fan, but I enjoyed watching Loops and Uppy play. Loops is an unbelievable player. Man, can he snap it around. And, and Uppy was... He, he made me laugh then, and he makes me laugh now. He plays so hard. He falls <laughs> to the wall. Gotta go full I, mean, dog. I really I loved watching them play, and I knew the rumors in Philly were that these guys are beauties. And you were and you were proud of that Flyers team, right? And then, listen, I'm saying I tell Oppie and Loops this all the time, especially when we start having a few and talk old hockey. That Flyers team, when they were there, I'm telling you if, you, if you have anyone but fucking Boucher and Ned or who fucking, I don't know who you had, but that team, you guys, you were tough. You had character. We had an all-fuck team. They fucked on you. I wanted to say that. We had an all-fuck team. They would have won if they didn't break that team up. I had a hard time when they broke that team up personally as a Flyers fan. I probably haven't completely gotten over that. Um, they had an unbelievable team. Uh, they were right there. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced another year or two they would have won a mug. Um, there was major cap issues. There was major cap issues. Paul Holmgren built a fucking gem of a team when he took over from Bobby Clark at the time, which a couple of legends there. The first year he he had, well, you know, he moves Forsberg, brings me in. Great trade. Uh, (laughs) Great fucking trade. No, but it was all this deal. It was a transaction in the summer that brought Tiemann Hartnell, Danny Breer, Joffrey Lupul, Jason Smith, all in with just shipping Forsberg. Yoni Pitkinen and Jeff Sanderson out. He he created, you know, we went from a team last place in the league to the conference finals this year. So, you know, there was there was a little mix-hat, but we ran into cap issues, and fuck, we, we were buzzing. But does that have something to say with Ed Snyder? I mean, that guy, he was an unbelievable owner, one of the best owners in the NHL. This guy loved the Flyers like his own children. He was not afraid to spend money. You don't see that in the Flyers anymore. Obviously, they're corporate-owned now, and uh, it's just a different feel, and... 
as a Flyers fan, it hurts me a little bit to not see them go balls of the wall for those fans. They are diehard fans. They don't have guys. They don't. <laughs> I'll tell you what they are. They're fucking mutants. They, might, they, are. they are mutants. But guess what? They're, they're, they're full, if you look at the Flyers now, they're not. They're not this type of team now that any other team in the NHL would be like. Fuck, we're playing the Flyers. This is gonna be. This is gonna get ugly. This is gonna get. Uh, this is gonna be tough. Like they owe it to the fans of Philadelphia to be tough to have something more than just a finesse type of team. And they're that's that's who they are now. There used to be a piece of writing on the wall when you'd walk into our practice facility in Voorhees, which was a sick facility at the time. It used to say... Did it say, did you wear a condom last night? <laughs> condoms are for sailors, is what Don't it said. Don't wear condoms. No, it basically said, when you walk in here, the jersey speaks for itself. The team will do everything else. So if you fucking play here and play with this jersey, this team will look after you, your family. They will fucking make sure everything is taken care of. And I think what Flowers is trying to say is now that this thing is not run by the late Ed Snyder, who literally built it, brought, he, was, he was a pioneer for the NHL, but brought the Stanley Cups there in the 70s. This, you know, this corporate-run organization right now, is it a place that players want to go to? Do they treat the players the same way? Cons, what are your thoughts as an Islander on the Flyers, on the fuck? You want to talk Broad Street Bullies back yeah, in the day? What do you want to talk about? Listen, listen. I mean, come on. The Islanders have done nothing but beat the Flyers uh, historically in, the, in the Cup Finals and right up until this year. Where no matter who owned them, the Islanders have been smacking them around. Clark Gillies dropped your boy Schultz in 1978, and that was it. There was no looking back. But that's not my question. Flyers, I thought you were a Blues fan. <laughs> oh. I, well, they're my Western Conference team, boys. Oh, we're so we're going we're gonna, we're gonna, to dive in. What? We're going to get into the Blues. You want to get right into the Blues right now? Well, I want to get into get Flowers in the Blues. I mean, he's talking okay, listen. so do you want me to tee it up? I'm going to tee it up. Does everyone know the story? Let's do it. People want to know. Oops, People want to like hear this. it. This is, you've been waiting for this moment for a long time. I'm going to give it to you. We want to hear it. Make it count. We want to hear it. Okay, listen. So so it all started with Uppy. Introducing fault. It's, it's Uppy's fault. Listen, uh, it's, it's, there's no better guy than Flowers. Come all start ranked. Like, Flowers, listen, jump on a bird. I got your ticket paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking show up and have a time. Because as we all know, Flowers is a great team guy. Can talk to the girls, and, and even sometimes the girls like him back. So he's not a bad guy to have around there. But then how does his story go after that, Uppy? He, he gets in with these St. Louis Blues guys, and what happens after that? So it speaks for, it speaks for itself. The story will speak for itself because we all love Flowers for, for more than one reason. But we also laugh at Flowers for more than one reason. Now, I brought him to St. Louis my first year there. I introduced him to the guys. At the time, he's, you know, he's just Flowers. He's, he's going out. He's not doing... He isn't full flowers, you know. He's meeting a bunch of new NHL guys, and he's he is, putting up a good front. He is the premier jeweler to the NHL, and he's worked hard at it. And he's fucking great at it. But uh, what he also is good at is setting up a good fucking party. And I had him to come to Cabo <laughs> for our first fucking. I'll tell you what he's not good at is grabbing he, the fucking check. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> So he comes into Cabo with us. We got a fucking, you know, we got a nice setup. We got Bertuzzo, Fabry, uh, Schwartzy, Joel Edmondson, you know, my crew of single boys at the time. And we go in there to rip a three, four-day weekend. And, of course, I'm like, all right, I'm going to bring my boy Flowers. He's good. He'll come in. He's quick flight from, you know, southwest, southwest bird. <laughs> Middle LA. seat, southwest. <laughs> He'll be there, but he's a good time. Seat so. 32F. Pick <laughs> him up on the, yeah, on the tarmac. So he came in, best kind, and the boys love him. Fuck, he's, he's setting up the broads at the fucking, you know, at the table. He's organizing it. He's doing all the legwork, which you need. And young players actually admire that. An equipment manager, but at a club. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
That's yeah, not a bad I mean, way to look at it. Yeah, he kind of puts you in a good situation. He's to like Frosty, but at the club. Mm. I, I mean, mean, and although he's 41, he looks like he could be, you know, 30. He's youthful. So he, he's, he's got youthful good looks. He still looks pretty good, yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I was doing in L.A. when I first, you know, obviously met all the hockey guys. Cody introduced me to a bunch of the boys, and they would, teams would come to L.A. He was done doing it. He used to take teams out, our boy Cody. And... Uh, and I would take teams out, set up the rookie dinners, and then take them to the nightclubs and make sure everything was run properly. And Are you saying you're better doing that than cons? Because cons has set up a couple of parties. That's not even the same fucking breath. I'm going to step in there. I would say I'm better than most people, but not cons. Not cons. Not the captain. So, no. So, Flowers, the thing about you, though, is you did have a lasting effect on these guys. And ultimately, that brought you into what was probably the biggest fucking fan experience in NHL history. It, uh, yeah. Let's I be mean, honest. There's so not tee a, it up. So you, you bring these guys to so Philly the, in this little yeah. mutant bar. So, all, like, how so, does it start? so the Blues are in last place in the National Hockey League. Of last year's last epic year. season. After and the All-Star. After the January 1. And they go to place, Philly right? and you decide to take and, them to some bar, right? Yeah, right. So the, the Eagles are playing a playoff game. And I and I talked to all my boys on the Blues. And I said, hey, boys, why don't you come watch the game with me? Maybe, you know, relax a little. Enjoy the night. We'll set up a little thing in a private bar in South Philly. And, uh, you know, we had a bunch of the guys come, Steiner, Bortuzzo, Fabs, Eddie, uh, Schwartzy, all decided to come. And, and, and we set up a, a beauty really crew. beauty Fucking crew. And we set up a great, great night, big crowd. It was very, very private. And it, it, it what became... What goes a, on in this bar? A little, little, yeah, you know, a little bar. dancing, DJ we couple had set up. We had a ton of food, some good <laughs> Italian food made by moms. A couple extracurricular activities. You know. And uh, it works. they were having yeah. a good, they, we were having a great time, and our DJ kept playing that the Gloria song, the, the Gloria, and Fabs kept he you know he, Fabs a young guy. Who is He's Fabs. Never, Robbie, Robbie Fabry. Fabry. Fabry, okay. Good kid, really well, good I kid. Know, this I'm, is a, sorry, I don't this, know his nickname. This, yeah, was, yeah, a, this was a seventies. That's a good call, Con. It's a good call. This was a massive hit in the seventies, and he he's never heard of it. Um, pretty popular song in South Philly. And, uh, well, and it's a and, popular like bar song in general, right? Totally. But these guys don't know, so they discover it at this club. You take them to exactly the, the private bar, and, and Fab starts a yelling, "Play!" Bar. He loves the song, and he starts yelling, "Gentlemen's Play. Club, all gentlemen's, gentlemen's Club." club. He's the all dudes. It was a shithole. It was, I know. Dudes. Uh, it was a shithole, but it's a it's a great shithole. Perfect for you guys. And Fab's is yelling. He loves the song. Play Gloria, play Gloria. So they keep playing this fucking song. Finally, Steiner looks at me. He's like, Flowers. He's like, fuck, our team's in one. You know, we're expecting a huge season this year, and, and I don't know what to do. You know, he's, he's one of the leaders in that captain team. Captain of the team. Captain. He's such a beauty. He's a really nice and guy. And he looks at me, and he's like, you know, man, fuck, I'll tell you what. If we win tomorrow, I'm going to play this song in the locker room. Maybe it's a little victory song. Who the fuck knows? I said, that sounds like a good idea. Sure as shit, the next night, they play the Flyers. And some kid named Jordan Binnington, ever heard of him? Uh, for oh. his first NHL start. Gets a shutout. That was nothing. his first start? Ever. Ever. Holy fuck, the stars were alive for your Flyers. I was kind of crying because they beat the Flyers, shut them out, but fuck. Yeah, were you upset it. that they, uh, you were probably pissed that the Flyers lost? Be uh, honest. Honestly, I wasn't. <laughs> you were fucking I, lying right to my he's face. He's already on the bandwagon. You are fucking lying to my face. I was, happy for, the, I was happy for the guys. It's his first you. NHL start. Come on. I think I would ever do that. Oh, the come Islanders. on. Do you think I would sit there and go like, yeah. Oh, I was kind of happy that the Red Wings beat the Islanders last night because I really like this federal. Fuck that! <laughs> Shenner threw a bunch of. He, I don't threw, know he, who that he is. threw a pair of gloves at my, uh, my nephew during warm ups. I mean, I got to root for the Blues a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the nicknames. You know. The nicknames. Come on. Brain yes. Shen. Brain Shen. Sorry, my old nephew. He's fucking good. You know, I have to say this quick story. People, you know, Sean Avery does a 
podcast here at Action Park Media, and fucking shit, lo and behold, I get my Twitter gets lit up. My people want to kill Avery. They dub me. They call me a traitor. But the truth of the matter is, my nephew is a diehard Ranger fan. I, I hate him. We don't, we don't speak anymore. Uh, he's a diehard Ranger fan. He was a kid, and after uh, opening season game, like first season of the game, Islanders just destroy the Rangers in the Coliseum, and Ave, he, out comes Aves, and he's fucking in one. He, he looks good. His suit is amazing. Always looking good. And his good, hair looks great, but you can just tell he's on tilt, and he wanted to fucking walk right by me. But not only did he stop, but he signed and gave my nephew a signed real deal Sean Avery jersey and family is important so Avery always won me over from that point in other than when he plays the Islanders we gotta smash him but that's it I mean watching Aves do his little little clips he does now on NHL playoff is fucking great I watched that in the intermission instead of fucking listening to NHL NBC <laughs> I, I, I go let's see what Aves is saying because I can't listen to fucking Sharpie and fucking Jones. And Sharpie's later. handsome though oh, his yeah, hair look, someone smile. messed his hair up though a bit <laughs> yeah. mess it up a bit fuck yes so so Bennington gets a 3 nothing shutout. Crazy. That was the first start. First start That's ever. That's when he used to start, right? That was his first start in the NHL, ever. Connor. But that was ever. when he used to play. Zinger, zinger. And sure as shit, they play the song in the locker room. They go and have another game. They win another game. They play the song again. They get, they get on a little hot streak. Then they have the break. We go to Cabo, Uppy, you and I and the boys. We come back from that trip, and they go on a 10-game win streak. And they're playing this fucking song in the locker room after every win. And eventually, there's a story breaking. I go on another podcast. I tell the story, and now all of a sudden, it becomes a, it, it, the a story national is, story. It becomes a national story. And they not fucking only climb flower. out of the cellar, but they make it to the playoffs. They make it to the finals. You have every single news outlet in the country covering hockey at this bar in South Philly with all these mutants, all these guys I know that are rooting for the Blues. There's Blues flags outside. They got sports radio in Philadelphia just saying they hate this bar. They're all traitors. Um, wow. It was, Is it there was, an Updog jersey in there now? There's an Updog jersey in okay. there that uh, Updog signed a sick, sick tarp, and, and they have it on the wall now. It'll be there forever. People in Philly were pissed. People in Philly were pissed because they're like, you guys are South Philly diehard Flyers guys. I'm and, pissed. Yeah, for them. Yeah, but, but the... <laughs> but the <laughs> I agree with them. But the, I'm still a little pissed myself, too. But the story goes... They not only make it to the finals, but they win the fucking cup. We know how. Okay, this listen. Story. We're gonna, we know how the story goes. I live in a fucking. So we're gonna get cave? into this. Is, I know how the story. Okay, is. listen. This is where the story turns for me, Flowers. Yeah, okay, yeah. I love you. <laughs> Let's tell the stories now. First of all, okay. let me just say this before we go into this, Larry. I'd like to say thank you for help with the Christmas present for my girlfriend, Larry Flowers. Helped me with an absolutely beautiful. Watch for my girl. I don't know fucking shit. Wow. Flowers. Is this Flowers, an ad read already? No, no, no. Flowers came in and he helped me out. So, look. Hans, I appreciate it. It's my pleasure, buddy. It's Thank my pleasure. You You've done much. so much for us. We love you. That Thank you. That said. That being said, <laughs> you may sing a different tune, Kevin, when you hear what, when you hear what Larry Flowers said on the car ride up. Larry Flowers said, now listen. So, I was hard on my boy Flowers. As an ex-player who had never, who had never won a Stanley Cup, you do not hoist that motherfucker over your head unless you compete out there. Unless you block shots, you got hit in the face, you fucking da- battle with the ups and downs. So he does it. And Cons, he, he says... does it on the ice. Sorry, I'll be He goes on the ice and hoists the mug over his fucking head. That's fucked And Cons, up, he man. says... He goes, on the way up, he goes, you know what? I got something to fucking say to Cons. If the Islanders won it, Cons would go out there and put his fucking... He would do the exact same thing, blah, blah, blah. And we said... Me and up here like... 
Collins has been an Islanders fan his whole fucking life. Mind? He's the ambassador of the squad. <laughs> he would not do it. So Collins I, Flowers is comparing his loyalty to the Blues as the same as okay. you to the Islanders. First of all, you have six different hockey teams. <laughs> I have one. Okay. Who I is it this year? I have the Islanders and only, only the Islanders. And second of all, look, I believe, Larry, you got caught up in the moment. And, and I think you rolled with it. And I think you probably should have. And good for you. And thank you for the Christmas present. That said, I would fucking set myself on fire before I stepped foot on the ice in an Islander jersey I, and hoisted the fucking I, Stanley Cup I don't above know my if head. I believe and you, I would cons. never fucking stand on the parade float. I'm wouldn't be in a suit I with the owners. I believe him, boys. I do, Flowers. I love you. Listen, I would, this, you, knew listen. You're, you knew you were going to get this when you came in here. You knew I, it. I would be in the suite with the owners in a suit talking about four different goals that were opening up in he, New Arena. Here's the Collins thing. Collins is a businessman. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm invited on the ice after they win Fuck the mug. you. Braden, Braden, Shen, Braden Shen and Schwartzy and Bortuzzo are, are raising the mug. Shannon looks right at me. He turns to me. He goes, hey, Flowers, get ready. It's coming your way. I go, no, 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 no. He goes, be ready. Be ready. Don't you're drop wearing it. a jersey so and goes, you're skating yeah. around. He you goes, put his skates on. He, skates he, goes to socks on. <laughs> he goes to hand me the mug. What am I to do? I obviously, you don't put it it's over a once in a lifetime. It's a once in a lifetime. I raise the mug. It, over your head. Over you my head. Do you feel bad? If you could go back, would you take it? Would you not go? Now, let's say you had the Boys, double zeros. A- let's say you had the double zeros. Let's say you snuck onto the parade float and even on the stage, which was weird. Yeah, this is <laughs> where the story. If you could take one back, a lot more you could not hoist the cup. That's a good question. And to be completely honest with you, boys... I would still raise that. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I'm, we know flowers. Yeah, you I know you know. need to say that. So, uh, so, well, thank God you said that because that—that's the only way out. Because now we're left. Well, with so this happens. We fly back. I fly back to St. Louis. I get invited to be on a float in the parade. Okay, in the Blues parade. Fuck okay, fucking. I'm, I'm on the float with Bortuzzo. I gotta say that was this one. It's all Uppy's fault, by the way. This is that was. No, it's not Uppy's fault. <laughs> I'm still blaming Uppy. I'm blaming Uppy. It is, is Uppy's fault. Who's for the captain sure. of that team? Well, Petro Angel well, to be Petro, Petro but oh, it's Petro should have fucking dropped the hammer on that one. But I'll they knew. Anders That's me. my point. My point is they all knew. They knew that I was part of the story. They wanted to. I mean, I guess they just wanted to sh- say a little thank you to me. And invite me for into the you, parade. I'm just, hey, saying, listen, listen. I'm just thank saying. I'm just saying. Hey, listen. I will give you credit. The boys do love you. Um, there's no <laughs> arguing that. But when you're on the fucking float and on Stay the stage. Stay on the fucking float. So listen. Now, cons. I'm going through this with Uppy. And I will give Uppy credit for this. Because as an ex-player, I went through it with Anaheim. One of the hardest things to do is to watch guys that you love and you've battled, been through, and you have moved on and watched them win the Stanley Cup. And up till this day, I will give you the most credit in the world because you truly wanted these fucking guys to win. And as an ex-player, I respect that, brother. I respect that, too. And oh. I also had that thought. And from a fucking guy that's cheering for Ryan O'Reilly, I'm like, I want Fraction win the cup, but I do not want to see Larry Flowers with the fucking Stanley Cup because I knew Collins what he's going to do. I'm like, this guy... He, won't, he can't help himself. He th- he's part of the thing. He's going to hoist the motherfucker. And sure enough, I get a picture of this guy, Updog, hoisting 
the um, fucking yeah, month. By the way, also, too, Flowers, did you see me just fucking lighting you up all over Instagram? Oh, yeah, all lighting you up. I, everyone was lighting me up, and I got to say, it was the first time in my life where it just didn't sting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you want to know what the craziest thing was? I was getting incoming material from fans that I did not know. People knew that I was lighting you up, and they were sending me photos. Oh, I mean, People boys, that I didn't know were giving me ammunition to blast you on. Listen, we finally get the, the end of the parade is so we, right. No, it, no, no. The, we. The end of the parade <laughs> is literally. The blues it, get to the, the end blues, of the parade. The blues, blues, And freeloader on fucking cart 22. <laughs> uh, the, parade, the parade ends under the arch in St. Louis. And the, the whole team is walking up to the steps to the back of the stage to walk onto the stage. We're all walking on together. I stop. I look at Steiner. I go, this is the end of the road for me. This was an unbelievable moment. Well, obviously, we're all nice buzz, nice and buzzed, just a ton of beers during the parade. And I go, I'm done. I'm not getting on the stage. There's a million people in front of the stage. And I shit you not, boys. Steiner grabs me by the shirt. He goes, oh, no flowers. You're fucking with us. And I go, no, no, no. He goes, let's go. And he grabs me, brings me onto the stage. All the guys on the team are raising the mug in front of the whole crowd. And finally... Uh, one of the guys is finally, finally you get to raise it. One of the guys is 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 raising the mug, and Did you raise Jake it Allen on the Jake, fucking this snake fucking guy man. raised it twice over Jake his head. Jake Allen, Jake the Snake Allen, looks at me, and he goes, "Flowers, I got this thing next, and it's coming to you." I go, "Please don't." Enough. No, no. He goes, "It's coming to you. Be ready." Sure as shit, he raises the cup in front of a million people, turns around and hands me this fucking thing. And grabs my phone and takes the sickest picture I'll ever own to the day I die. And uh, my my favorite is like what can was, I say? There was one picture with you and I, God knows who on that team, shirtless, and you're like draped over the cup, like game <laughs> seven, triple overtime grinder, and you just fucking could barely stand up. All your weight. So like, all oh, my shoulder hurts. My pressed over yeah, the yeah. black guy. So, 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 who was that? The shirtless. Man, that you were with. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, but I'm. I'll pull it out of my Twitter. I got it. It's in Vegas. I think it was with Pertuzzo. Since, since, all, since all you guys are in the chirping mood, I'm, I, I might as well just keep going into the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, Tell uh, us about the when, bird. Tell us about yeah, the fucking so private bird. We go from the stage back into the arena. Everyone goes into the locker room. The <laughs> locker guys room. all head back into I have the my locker room. I have my own stall. I have my own stall right next to that blaze. And uh, we all take showers, get ready to go on the private private bird. Did you shower with the boys? Shower with the boys. You You were showering. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the 80s Oilers, fuck's sake. You're telling me that you took a shower with the team before the team plant, before you got on the plane to Vegas? That's a new level. That's a new level. I sure did. I'm in the locker room. We take showers. Did you fluff it up a bit before you went in there with the boys? Or I what? always do. You know, you have the you half chub. Did you have did the you half chub? Did you take a fucking lesson from me or what? You always got to have a half Always. So, so we, get on, we get on the bus first, right, to go to the, to the airport to get on the private bird. And we're on the bus, and that Sammy Blaze kid is standing next to Steiner, who's sitting next to me, and he says, I don't have my wallet. You know, I, I lost my wallet. I, someone stole my wallet. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can't get on the plane without your ID. Where's your wallet? So everything's going sideways. We can't leave. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what if I stole his wallet and they think I stole it and my whole entire experience gets ruined? But obviously that's not the case. I would never do that. So they're looking for this kid's wallet. No one can find it. We can't leave the arena. And sure shit, I'm like, you know what? Just for shits and giggles, let me check my pocket. So I reach in my pocket, I pull out my wallet, I'm like, 
It's mine. It's a black and it's a checkered black and gray Louis Vuitton wallet. I'm like, it's mine. Fake then I, <laughs> then I open the wallet and I'm like, oh, holy shit. This is Sammy Blaze wallet. And Steiner's sitting next to me and everyone's starting to look at me like, did you yank his wallflowers? I mean, I, we know you're from Philly, but would you do that? And I'm like, I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. People are looking and? at me like I'm free. So finally I'm like, hold on. Let me check the other. I check my other pocket. I pull out. We have the same exact fucking wallet. His stall was next to mine in the locker room. It was on oh, top God. of his shirt. Yeah, well, that's I, I just share stalls with him. So, so the bus erupts in laughter. We go over to the airport. We get on the bird. We get on the bird. All of a sudden, the captain comes to the back of the bird. Again, Steiner's sitting next to me. The captain says, guys, you know, I have the list here of all the names and the IDs. There's one too many. And this names. fucking Joker's not on it. There's, I wasn't. There's not, there's not enough. There's not enough uh, seats for the on the bird. Like, what's going on? Everyone's like, "Fuck!" You know, obviously it's because of me. So Steiner says, "I got this." Walks to the front of the bird, leans over to the three guys handling the cup, and you know, we're like, "What's he doing? What's he doing?" And uh, kind of looks back, gives us a little thumbs up, and comes back. And sure as shit, they sent one of the one of the handlers, I guess the low man on the totem pole. They sent him on a commercial <laughs> flight to Vegas. They so that bounced they could one of the equipment managers no, no, that no, no, fucking no, no. They, gutted they, it out for fucking they, no, 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 no. They bounced no. one of the three guys, cup guys who take care of the cup. Not the trainers, cons, the cup guys. So the guys that travel around with that The guys that cup, took the cup to goal, my boys? Yeah. Yeah, 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 What's yeah up? your boys, yeah. Now, they only need one of those fucking What's guys. up? What's up? So, yeah, so we so we fly to Vegas. Can I tell the one thing here? So I'm on Twitter following the blue. Right, my boy O'Reilly, like fucking Con Smythe. By the way, Obi, Obi, I'm sure he knows this. You love O'Reilly. I love O'Reilly. He's your, he's your like league idol. Yeah? He's, well, he was like Con. I played with him when he was 21 years old. Up. Yeah, like I, I learned a lot. From I said st- I've had, the, I've had the privilege of, of knowing hundreds of guys in the NHL. He is probably the coolest man I've ever met in the NHL. Yeah, well, he's one of them. Well, he's I mean, one of them within reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you you know, know, naked in the shower. Of course, he thinks. I I met the kid when he was 21, and I'm not trying to say I'm fucking. I, I looked at him and I saw the way carried himself and how obviously how he played the game I'm like this kid's gonna win and whatever happened to him Buffalo they ship him out of town anyways I'm watching the fucking team come in the MGM where were you staying MGM MGM so now you're coming in the boys National League style right cons with the with the rolly bag and National League is just like O'Reilly Petrangelo <laughs> Steen Delzato Flowers Bennington and I'm like I text up so I'm like that's too much bro this is too fucking Louis much Vuitton, Gucci yeah, Swiss. I'm like, I'll be, I, go, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Flowers owned a roller bag or knew what one of those fucking things were. All he has is a backpack. Usually, where he goes. I'll never forget it. I, it was last year. It was during our Balboa, our member member at our country club, which I happened to win. I knew you. I was about to tee you up, but I figured you'd take I it tell, yourself. I tell the boys, I'm like, listen, the Blues won the cup last night. I'm meeting them in Vegas. They invited me to Vegas. We were supposed to go no matter what. I always love fucking partying with my boys. Uh, and this is a, kind of a tough one though because they do have the cup. But I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna go in. I'm actually pretty much fucking drunk as a skunk. And at everyone the wanted anyway. you there, by the way. Well, yeah, and you should. Everyone there. was asking me, "Where's Upshaw? Get him out here!" Because <laughs> everyone, because he knows, all the, everyone. he knows all the broads. He knows all the broads. They don't want you there because they like you. They this just Stanley Cup party sucks with all dudes. Get up here, out here. <laughs> boys. Totally. So I take a ten o'clock fucking bird in. I land around eleven. These guys are coming out of dinner. I, I go straight there. I don't even have a bag. I go straight to the fucking restaurant. You guys got out of fucking STK or whatever. I'm walking in. Just a toothbrush. In eh? fucking, like you said, in pops the doors and fucking Petro's bringing out fucking all the boys. And so Steiner grabs me. I give him a big hug. Congrats. I shake fucking Swartzy's hand and give him a fucking big kiss. I look, Flowers is looking at me. He's like, 
Come on my bus. <laughs> what? Come on. What fucking bus do you have? So he's like, no, 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 come on the back bus. You should be us. on the city buses where you should be. Boys, we walk into this. They had two big fucking stretch limos. I walk in, and you know these stretch limos with fucking the poles The van on them. ones. Yeah, and, the big yeah, ones. And they got the lights in there, and it's for when fucking bunch of broads are in there, and it's, it's party time. Well, I get on there. And the fucking silver jug is sitting <laughs> right beside it's fucking crazy when Steiner, you see it, huh? Fact Daddy, Bertuzzo, and Flowers. <laughs> and Flowers is like, up dog, come over here, man. Up dog, come on, just, just give it next a fucking rub, rub, rub it. I, I, I literally, because I've never seen the mug close up, it's, especially around my friends who have won it. Mm -hmm. It was fucking breathtaking. And I had literally a tear in my eye to see the guys for fucking, sure. who just would like well, freshly good for you, shaved. Up, and, good fucking, for you, and then I'm just like... As if Flowers is trying to come over here and try to pull, probably pull something out of his pocket to give me before we walk in the club. He's like, he's like, fucking come over here and sit down, fucking up, dog. I sit got, beside I, this mug. Oppie, I've told you a million times before, and it, it did sting a little bit because you were a massive part of that team. The culture. Yeah, Factor even told me that up. That's a fact. Uh, you were a big part of the culture of that it team. Was tough for you, that, Larry. Like it was. No, 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 no. It, it, it really was. Uppy's like my brother. And he was a big part of that team and changing the culture and getting the young guys to know, like, how to, you know, how to, how to, get how to act like a pro. Yeah, get in the shooting lane. Yeah. How many times has Uppy got you laid, you think, in your life? On a scale, like, I'm like, I'm like, like look at me. You're good with the ladies. You're good with the ladies. You are. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. saying, like, listen. I mean, no one's got more. more on no one's got more pussy than they probably deserve than you. But what do you think, Alfie? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I should literally say this I'm number on. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Let's just say it's a good number. Flowers. It, do you think that it would go over well with the with the Islander fan base if, like, I were on the the fucking float, the parade float of the fucking. You know, uh, of the uh, Ducks. <laughs> he caught me in a fucking double zero Ducks jersey holding the fucking mug in Newport. Double zero. Are you fucking crazy? I mean, it would be weird. It would be weird. I don't know would, about that. You should have got number 88 yeah, I don't know about that. I would do it. I, I think, you know what, Collins? I'm, call, I'm calling bullshit on you. I'm calling bullshit, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I think, I think if one of the guys on that team, on the ice... Hands you the mug and says, You raise this motherfucker right now. I they win the mug. Say, I know. I would say, I You would might say never that now because of this podcast, nah, but I don't nah, know about bro. that. I don't care about the podcast. I speak my mind yeah. whatever the fuck I want. I would never just raise the cup. I choose not to. You chose to. That's great. That's on you. I wouldn't do it. Oops. I told you, I told you, and this was mine. When I, when I first saw you, you came in a restaurant. I'll never forget it. I was mad at you, Flowers. I love oh, you like a brother. I uh, to be honest with you, I was scared coming in at A. You've been, I was scared. I'm usually I usually don't get scared because I know you wouldn't pump me, even though I know you want <laughs> no, to. No, no, no. But I was scared that night. You're a great friend. You've always been a great friend. The reason these guys love you is because you're a good dude. And you said what? You said what am I supposed to do? I said you do whatever the fuck you want to do. You don't raise it over your head. You don't put it on social media. But behind closed doors, you do whatever the fuck you want with that thing. If the boys invited you in, and that was my point. That's all. That's all my point was. Fair I gave enough. you a big hug. Don't just go around flaunting it around, but maybe it's helping your business. Well, but anyways, yeah. Well, that, that was, was the other was thing. Saying. Well, here's my question. I, I do I love was you, Flowers. Sitting there thinking to myself, and again, I was thinking, yo, if Flowers pulls this off into where he makes the rings for the blues, all will be forgiven. <laughs> all will be forgiven. I will, and not only that, I will call you a genius. Yeah. Yeah. If no, you that's turned a good around point. and you got the contract to make the rings, I go, this fucking guy's the smartest motherfucker ever. And what, what? You got no ring. Fair enough. <laughs> watch for but Christmas. Cons, you you're going to be, this is an eye-opener. He's going to hit in all you in all, in all fairness, a company called Joshin's, Jostin's does all the rings in the NHL. Uh, yeah, but, until but, they don't. But speaking. Until they don't. 
But speaking of the ring. Hmm. Oh, but Khan's listening to the story. He did not get a ring. Get over on here. Text that right to Khan's right now so you can see it in the the back. I did not get a ring, but in my opinion, I did not get a ring, but I think what they did for me was a little bit better than giving me a ring. Wow, what? They, I mean, they already fucking, Jesus Christ, they took a shower with a bunch of naked well, dudes after they won the cup. I mean, that alone right there. Well, <laughs> but, <laughs> what, they, what they did instead was they put me self-proclaimed on, on the ring. Check your phone, Cons, will you? Cons, you get that text? If, if his name is on the ring. It's I'm not on the ring, but Cons, take a peek. It's fucking I'm walk dis- out of here. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> Ew, what is that, bro? That's the side of the ring, Cons, and I don't know. Maybe it's coincidence. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they just like to put fans on the side of a ring and it, it, for Stanley Cup Championship rings. Maybe, I don't know. He's saying it's him. Does it look there like him? Does it look like flowers, Cons? Of a fan wearing a jersey. A super a fan. Cons, yeah. <laughs> if that's not who, me, then who? has a jewelry company. That, who bought his own jersey? If that's not me, Cons, then who the fuck is it? Who the fuck Yo, is Yo, good it? work today, boys. Good podcast. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> you th- the owner of Action Park Media has left the building because of Larry Flowers. <laughs> he owns the building. He pays for the bills. He's leaving the building. One nothing flowers. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Cause is wrapping up everything. He's, yeah, I'll text you. I'll text you. I'll text you tomorrow. So not only is is Flowers just getting every backdoor kill in on planet Earth because I mean, he was holding the mug and whatever, but they throw him on the ring. I mean, look at the picture, boys. I mean, I if mean, it's it not does, me, then who the fuck is I, it? I mean, that picture in the bottom is too much. Why would if they the put guy, that? If the guy Why in the ring didn't have that? such a big nose, I would say it's not you. But I mean, <laughs> I mean no, well, they probably did that just so for like. Uh, so I can't claim that it's officially me. There's a couple little changes, but I mean, why the fuck would they put that on who, the side of a ring? You should ask one of the boys like, who designed it if it has anything to do with it. I don't, I don't know. think the boys had anything a... to do with designing that part of the ring. And no. in fact, whoever did, really, if it's you, should be, should be fired on the spot. I, I'm shot. way better looking that, I agree. But so, And we're going to put this out on our social media so fans can see it. But pretty impressive, Flowers. Listen, Flowers. I mean, the ultimate I'm gonna... fan... Buddy of the team experience, you could possibly you possibly put it together. Yeah, and listen, Flowers, I, we love that you came on here. We want you to come on more and more, honestly, buddy. Whenever you, but what you did for St. Louis, you obviously meant something to their team, and I've given you a hard time. Uh, but whatever you did to them, you did deserve it. Did you go a little too far as an ex-player? I will always say yes. But I love you. Um, I know the updog loves you. I know the updog is always taking care of you. But you're always welcome here. And just for a quick for our listeners, just what's your what's the your Instagram and all that stuff if they want? Because I, I know you get sick watches and jewelry, and just give it a quick shout out just so everyone knows. Yeah, Larry Flowers Jewelry on Instagram. I take care of all the all the boys in the NHL. I do only the highest highest quality production and uh, the best diamonds and watches for your budget. Uh, I hit singles and ask for referrals in return, boys. Uh, I take good care of the boys, not only guys in the league, but uh, everyone. Thanks for the plug. You take care. You take I take care good of care of everyone. Flowers. That's who I am as a person, as a businessman. I try to get everyone the best deals in the industry, and that's just the and way I am. And you design shit. You design I do, my nothing, girl an unbelievable wraparound, you know, ring, friendship ring. Engagement rings, yeah, watches, the stuff, everything. The stuff you're putting up, man. Listen, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean... Have you ever tried to talk to these guys out of getting a fucking engagement ring or not? Actually, I got a great girlfriend. I'm not tripping marriage and all that stuff, but I'm one step at a time for me. Like I, I got a girlfriend now, but 
This marriage thing is like, what the and, fuck? And if you're part of the team, part of the team is being uh, honest with a guy. You, you know, gotta tell him, like, you hey, bud, I, you know what? I can sell you a real fucking good ring. I will say this, and Andrew O'Brien, who's a great kid, meet, I call him. I play with him in San Diego, and he has a beautiful girlfriend. She's from Rancho Cucamonigo, and somehow this meet got him. But Andrew O'Brien's a great kid. And typically, I would tell young guys not to get married, but he hits me up for Flowers' number, and I'm like, Flowers, actually hook this kid up, because he ain't getting better in this one here. So <laughs> like, I'll, like, I'll buy the ring. Yeah, Just make I'm sure like, this, guy, this girl's a dime. Make sure you get this ring for him. But. Yeah, no, I mean, guys come to me. Uh, I, I don't like to push guys away. Obviously, it can be a f- little bit of a fine line if it's a good friend, but in all honesty, I have a lot of pride, and, and it's an honor to do guys' engagement rings. It's a big moment in people's lives, and uh, I, I do my very best to, to give people the very very best deals and the highest quality and uh, i'm honored to do it for the boys i think you just you have such a big heart and you're a jeweler so you kind of feel bad because most jewelers fucking rip people off you do take care of your boys you stick up for fucking everyone in your life you have great parents you fucking you like to fucking get those backdoor kills more than anyone (laughs) you do like uh, you will not take no for an answer but hell you're a fucking fun guy to party with you're a fun guy to shoot the shit with and when anything's going on if i need any help any questions, I fucking call you. You're one of my first boys I call, and that's the same. I know every one of these fucking guys in the St. Louis Blues FaceTimes you every other fucking day, and that's, uh, that says a lot about you. Oppie, I appreciate it, O'Brien. I appreciate it. You guys, two of my best, best friends. I would do anything in the world for you, but you know, I'm, I'm a Northeast Philly guy. Loyalty, you cannot pay for that. Uh, it's the way I was raised, and you guys are exactly the same way. That's why you're my brothers. I love you. And you know what, boys? Uh, I'm, I'm flowers. I'm proud of you because you, you had a raw deal. I'm going to get into everything a couple of years ago. You pulled your socks up. You turned into a pro. But I got to be honest, boys. I miss the Sprinter van. I oh. miss getting fucking banged up on the weekend and flowers. I miss Uppy texting us on a fucking Sunday or Monday being like, what are you guys doing? We're like, <laughs> we're not fuck. fucking moving up, Shaw. Leave us the fuck alone, I'm Shaw. <laughs> we got four movies, Rocky fucking two, four, and then we're going with Top Gun after that. We're oh, not going anywhere. What's the best Rocky movie, Flowers? The best Rocky movie. Is Give us a Rocky that. impression. Rocky too. one's the best movie of all time. Uh, I thought what? you said Rocky Five was. Dude, the Rocky One is the greatest movie of all time. Khan's who took Dude, off. Khan's is gone. Khan's is gone. I think he's trying to sell the building off. Oh, I think I think he's done. I think I he's done. I think I heard him. I think hey, I. Fact, give I, me the Rocky cut me Mick. You know what makes me laugh every time we're oh, drunk as a skunk at night. Yeah. Give me the cut me Mick. Cut me Mick. Cut me. <laughs> you don't want to do it. <laughs> cut me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it, I, I could do I could do Rocky lines all day long. What's your favorite movie of all time? Your Rocky One's guy. my favorite movie of all time, without a doubt. I'm a big big movie guy. Second, uh, Forrest Gump. Goodwill Hunting, uh, Saving Private Ryan, uh, Gladiator, and that's hey, it. Listen, that's my top what five. was the stupid last thing before that you go? And Flowers, listen, you're welcome anytime, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love having you in here. You're a friend of the show. What was that stupid fucking movie you made me want? Trying to oh, make Pacific Rim about. or something? It wasn't like? bad. It was a, it was, ah, it was was a Sunday hunger movie. I like a movie. Pacific Rim job. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Flowers, we love you. You're welcome anytime. Larry Flowers, Drew, check it out. Up Dog, you're the man. Cons, I think, went to the, the Ivy for lunch or something because he's gone. But listeners, thank you very much. Larry Flowers. Who the fuck is Larry Flowers? Flowers.